there with a stage and beautiful people ready to meet the daddy of their dreams. Honestly, shame on you if you have not fallen in love with Shane on you. So welcome, Shane. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super stoked to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, my goodness. I'm like vibrating with excitement. <laughs> I'm kind of a huge fan, but I'm going to pass it on to you and ask if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and kind of what sparked your inspiration for drag and performance. Absolutely. So my name is Shane on you and I use he, him pronouns in drag and I use he, she, they out of drag. So all of the above fun, uh, fun. for now that could change in the future. Who knows? Gender is fluid. Exactly. Exactly. And um, the question was what brought me into drag? Yeah. What kind of inspired your spark that inspiration for you? Well, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I'm one of the older performers, not in length of performing, but in age. So I had a midlife crisis (laughs) and uh, kind of wanted to do something different. And Okotoks had this pride, their very first pride. Mm -hmm. And it was a really small scale pride. But I went there and there was a drag show there. Mm -hmm. And I saw some performers and I said, I want to do that. So I went up and asked them. Plus, I had been following a few drag kings online as well. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. The online drag king presence is certainly growing these days. Yes, um, for sure. And I love that. Uh, I think you just recently performed at Okotoks Pride as well, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. I'm actually co-chair for Okotoks Pride. Fabulous. Yeah, Making yeah, all the we, connections. Exactly. And we had our first larger scale um, Pride, which was nice and mm-hmm. was right on Main Street. So Stunning. you couldn't miss it. We weren't hidden on the bush in the bush in a park. So it was perfect. I mean, honestly, they can try to hide this, but I don't yeah. think they could, especially yeah. with that jacket, honestly. <laughs> so you said it was like a midlife crisis. Do yes. you think drag has definitely helped you kind of express and discover things about yourself? Yeah, absolutely has. Absolutely has. I've become more comfortable in my skin um, through drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently come out as trans, mm-hmm. so I'm still kind of, I haven't decided, like, you know, I, I think I'm more nine, non-binary than than either, but yeah. I am I am taking uh, testosterone, yeah. um, which is new to me, and it's been a blessing. It's you know just mm-hmm. kind of been finding my path, and it's been so joyful. Like I, I don't that. even know how to describe it. Like drag is honestly such a great medium for self expression and like just discovering these things yeah. about yourself. And exactly, discovering it by just being around so many diverse, amazing people. Exactly, and, and that was part of it too. Like not only getting to to dress and feel the way I want to, but but having people around me who who are going through the same thing yeah. and that I was able to talk to, which was phenomenal. Again, so. representation matters. I say it all the here, time. Here. This is the first time. It won't be the last time. Yep. That's kind of similar to how I got into drag as well as I wanted to explore a little bit about myself, exactly. kind of touch into that masculine aspect. So I feel you on that yep. for sure. So as is a common story with a lot of the queer community and the drag community, what are kind of the struggles that you've faced since you started out in drag? Anything that's kind of stood out like, oh man, this is struggle busting through? Well, in the first three years, the struggle was, you know, getting out there, getting places to perform, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, doing a lot of free performances, which, you know, I still do. But now I also get booked as well. So those were kind of some of the struggles. Now, after the pandemic, some of the bigger struggles have been the outside world. As you know, I do a lot of uh, extra stuff like reading with royalty and all that. And and I've had a lot of threats at my life right now because Mm. of the that kind of stuff both here in Calgary and out in Oaktoks where I live so that's been some of the struggles but it hasn't like it scared me a little bit at first but then to see the response of the children around me saying you know I'm so glad you're here and then even the adults saying I wish this was around when I was a kid 
I I had to get rid of that fear and I had to say, you know, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. So I just, those are some of the challenges now. And just mm-hmm. now that I'm getting bookings, which is great, it's just dealing with some of the outside stuff that's a little more difficult. Yeah, it definitely uh, takes a toll, but it's really, really powerful to have the community come yes. together, especially those little ones when yeah. they look up at you. It just like, yep. I know you melt in hearts, but those ones, yeah. they really do like hit you right in your, right in your, in your soul, honestly. So you did mention that you do reading with royalty, right? Yes. So you've kind of been doing it for a while now. I do recall actually um, you live streaming from your own house readings during the lockdown. Yep. So you're super committed to that quality, wholesome story yep. time. So what kind of like um, inspired you to be like, okay, I want to combine the art of drag and engaging with families and kiddos in that really wholesome story. Well, it all started with Calgary Pride, you know, mm-hmm. doing this reading with royalty, which I fell in love with. And then when we went into the pandemic and had to shut down, I was like, you know we should still be doing this and this was before we really got together and started doing the virtual readings Mm -hmm. so in that time gap right at the very beginning I was doing readings on my own YouTube channel Mm -hmm. um, three times a week Mm -hmm. uh, you know just to keep myself active and I had such a collection of books I wanted to share Mm -hmm. with the kids so I have all those on my YouTube channel still that's so wholesome. Yeah. I, I do recall seeing them on my Facebook because I do have you on Facebook. And it's like, you go, Shane. Yeah. Getting the story time. Yes. It's honestly so important, especially um, when you are isolated. Yep. You really need to feel like you're still part of a community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really like I say, if I had seen some of this stuff when I was younger. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I refuse to shove it back under the carpet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure it's available and I'm going to talk about it and I'm yeah. going to be there. So There's plenty of little Shanes out there that there need uh, older Shanes to kind of inspire them yeah. and be like, oh my God, I'm not an outlier i'm not the only one it's really really powerful to have that drag has kind of had like a really big vast significance within the 2s lgbtq plus community and the movement and it's still honestly um a big part of it it's one of the first things you see at every pride celebration is drag performers so do you what are your kind of um your thoughts on the drag the modern drag community and how they are influencing the movement for 2S LGBTQ plus rights and freedoms? Um, well, especially, I'm not going to, you know, locally, I think we have, especially here in Calgary, we have a phenomenal drag artist base. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from queens to kings and everything in between. And, and I think we do a really good job of showcasing the different types of drag there are out there because there is so much more to drag than just, pardon the expression, RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Right. And and uh, there is so much more performance to it than just what you see on that show. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. That show's fabulous. It's done lots, but it's bigger than that. You know, yeah. there's just so much more to it. The artistry. Yeah. And I find that our community has a really good showcase of that. Yeah, for sure. There's plenty of like um, usually call them drag monarchs. Yep. Those are kind of those in betweens and around the yep, uh, usual um, queen and king kind of definition. Yeah. Fabulous. We actually have a local uh, monarch right now performing on uh, Canada's Drag Race season three. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's so that's so stunning. Um, our local talent is actually being like represented in the media, yep. which is like I've been waiting for. Like, yeah, you've been like in the East Coast and yep. like the Eastern half of Canada. Come on over here, Alberta. You won't believe your eyes. Yeah, it's stunning. It's weird because of where we are. You wouldn't think, but because well, and Edmonton's got a good size one, but. Calgary's is huge. Huge. Like we have a huge and the biggest drag king troop in Calgary. Like, you know, shout where out to fake else mustache. is that? Yeah, like, shout yes. out to fake mustache. Yeah, you know. So 
last I had heard, we were at 195 performers mm-hmm. in that cast. So goes to show that you we're it's there. just growing so yeah. much so much and i i love seeing the new performers yeah me too and the 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 baby kings queens and monarchs just like kind of get up on stage and like come alive just go, yeah. it's just it's really empowering it um but you being a more seasoned performer mm-hmm. and all those lovely budding performers kind of dipping their toes into the drag scene what kind of advice can you give to to them to kind of help them you know come into themselves and embrace their own form of drag well, you know, with a lot of people, I just, I tell them to practice at home, you mm-hmm. know, have fun in the mirror, see what feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then when you're ready, there's lots of stages that you can hop on and perform and contests where you can, you know, like Twisted's got a contest where you can perform. And if you win, you get a paid spot, oh, I love that. you know, and fake mustache brings on new performers all the time, all the time. you know. And so my, my, I guess my advice would be don't give up. Go to lots of different drag shows, talk to people in the drag community, you know, and and see where you feel comfortable and ask a lot of questions. So many questions. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that are kind of like, I don't know how to, you know, do my face and stuff like that. Oh, my God. The Internet is such a vast resource. Absolutely. And I'm sure like in the past we've done it and I'm sure we could do it again if if there was a need for it. Mm -hmm. Calgary Pride might even do a face um, painting workshop. We've done it before. Little drag 101. Yeah, drag 101s, which we have done in the past. Yeah, I think I attended one um, hosted by the Marvelous Mo. So did I. That's where I learned my my first little bit. We might might have actually been at that same one. I think we were. Small world. I love it. Um, So you did mention RuPaul, and honestly, RuPaul has done amazing work with actually just bringing drag into the mainstream media, because we were pretty low-key before, pretty hidden in bars and things like that, and now we're we're out and about during during the daytime, day drag, and um, interacting with a lot more diverse communities than just the bar scene. So yeah, that's great, but... Do you think that RuPaul's Drag Race actually shows an accurate representation of the drag community? I do not. I, I hate to say it. It's getting better. And yeah. he's slowly, he, he's slowly, she, he, both, because mm-hmm. he's both on there, mm-hmm. um, is expanding on that. But they still have a long way to go on that show. A long way to go mm-hmm. on that show. Some of the other shows you can check out that are that are much more of a wholesome or wider representation would be Dragula mm-hmm. and even better Call Me Mother which oh yes is, I heard about that one which is absolutely completely Canadian and we've had local people in it like Valerie Hunt mm-hmm. was in it and she came she was a runner up and she's a local queen here oh, I love Valerie so and and it's just it's that kind of setup that show showcases the, mm-hmm. the the broader set it wasn't just kings and queens there was everything yeah there, there was monarchs and everything in between so it was really good to watch that's one I suggest to check out okay call me mother if you haven't seen it make sure you find out where to watch it stream it binge watch it yeah get your fill i think you can see it on out tv and there might be other places too but yeah 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 all those streaming services there's like a million these days exactly yeah so um you said in your bio that um hopefully i didn't butcher (laughs) that you're performing with fake mustache with uh, twisted element any iscca events what kind of um current and like upcoming events do you have going on that maybe folks who haven't been blessed by your performance and your persona can come and see you at families can come check me out i do an all ages show at twisted once a month Mm -hmm. the next one is july 30th and the one after that is august 30th and what that is is all age performers Mm -hmm. so i happen to be the oldest and everybody else is under 18 so yeah babies i love it my performers range from 12 to 17 
um, mostly in the 14, 15, 16 er age area. Mm -hmm. But I do that a lot, and it's open to families, you know, and they're, they're... they're not drinking events, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like a brunch, a we family a brunch. Event, yes. Exactly. And, you know, and sometimes we do a drag show and a dance too. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other things, Pride, of course, coming up. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff going on there mm-hmm. as well. I'll be performing at Twisted with some big names. Pay Ooh, attention. They will go. be coming out oh, yes. soon. Yes, a big, big drag king's coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. That'd for be sure. stunning, honestly. Yeah. I might have to um, clear my schedule yes. when that comes out because I've been missing the drag scene. Yeah, you, you know, should. quarantine happened and then everybody's a little bit anxious about going out. But honestly, even in all the uh, other social spaces that I've been been in, when you go to a drag show, people are so mindful. Yeah. And they're so, like, caring about, like, okay, we got to give you space. Yeah. we got to make sure that we're being safe yeah. and, like, cognizant of, like, the COVID stuff. So, honestly, if you're nervous about it, just know that those communities are really, really proactive with yes. that. I love to see it. So, you said that you saw drag performers and that was like, oh, my God, I want to do that. Who were those drag performers? Do you remember who they were I that inspired do. you? I absolutely do. Like, Mo was one. Oh, my gosh, um, yes, Mo. I saw Mo at the first Calgary Pride Parade that... I was thinking about doing drag mm-hmm. and I just ran up to them and I just started talking to them. That was a real in- inspiration. Mm-hmm. Of course, James, James oh, Dean, James. who's just a big teddy bear. That phenomenal guy. in the drag community. And mm-hmm. then not locally, but uh, Landon Cider, of mm-hmm. course. I do remember you taking so many photos with Landon when they were I here. I love Landon. Landon is phenomenal. And they're one of these ones that's broken the mold. You oh, know? yeah. I was so, so stoked to hear about um, how they did on their show. Yeah, they won season three of Dragula, I believe mm-hmm. it was. And killed it like just killed it first king to to take away a title like that it just came so. in and it's like okay this is how it's done exactly yeah. and then the other one is i hope i say this it's spiky van dykey oh yeah classic uh, phenomenal phenomenal artist and mm-hmm. it was actually their beards that made me decide because i've always loved beards i was like i want to do beards and mm-hmm. i want to do real beards because you see a right? lot of people draw on beards and yeah I was, and I've got no issues with that, but I was like, I want to do real beards. Oh my gosh. You know, that's so funny. Yeah. Actually, this was a purchase inspired by this. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I need a beard like Shane's. Yeah. Like I need to, like, I'm so tired of drawing it on. I need to have like a lumberjack beard. Yeah. And I just like went out and purchased it. Was it a lot of money? Yeah. But worth Absolutely. it. Honestly, I'm serving. Looks. Yeah. Some of my most expensive beards are like, this is one of the top end ones you can't really tell right now because it needs a good clean but like with those beards that that cost a little more Mm -hmm. when i put that one on the very first time no word of a lie i actually cried oh my god the gender euphoria just like hit you so hard and i had i don't have gender dysphoria but the gender euphoria that i got from that was i was shocked i Mm -hmm. was like this this is what i want to look like and that's why it's Really, really important for yeah. you, everybody to play with that expression, And that's right? what I say. You've got to play at home. You've got to try it out. And then when you do go out and do it, own it. Mm-hmm. Like, just own it and be proud of what you've done, and other people will feel it. It's very empowering, honestly. Yeah, like is. The most nerve-wracking is right before you step on the stage, yeah. and then when you're on there, like, who is that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then you can just see in the faces why you're up there. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I love this. Yeah, it's, it's good. It yeah. definitely is an ego boost. Yeah, it for uh, sure is. Um, my own personal moment where I was like, I got to do drag, like, I got to get up there, was actually at the Gender Bender at MRU, and it was the very best. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, look look at, look at him up there. Yeah. 
stunning, amazing. Look at that golden suit, everything. I need this. I, I need this in my life. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that's as simple as it is. is you see something and you're like, I want to do that. Right? I want to be that. Yeah. You want to empower that energy. And it's really just. And that's the beauty of the day and age. You can. Yeah. You can do it. Ain't nobody stopping yeah. you. Go pop on over to the costume shop, see a couple of our friends from Fake yeah. Mustache over there. Hit some of us up online as mm-hmm. well. We'll tell you where to go and come. And, mm-hmm. Follow yeah. us on social media. Yeah. Very important. For sure. Like You're welcome to plug your social media to your heart's content um, for Pridecast if you'd like. Well, yeah, and it's on, on Instagram, it's ShaneOnYou underscore one. It's ShaneOnYou everywhere um, or Shanna McPherson with an M-A-C-P-H-E-R-S-O-N. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's pretty much, you know, even on uh, YouTube, like say I have my own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So those are all my media, social media. Yeah, they can even go back and watch some of your story times there. Absolutely. Just need, just need a good bedtime story. And anything that says story time with Shane on you is for kids. Yeah. Anything else is, you, know, you kind of have to be careful because it might be a, a drag performer or, but it says, it has in the title what it's it is. It's very clearly labeled. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we love a clear label. Exactly. My ADHD brain loves a clear label. Honestly. Um. The 2022 Calgary Pride Parade and Festival returns in person on Sunday, September 4th. The lively parade begins at 11 a.m., where two SLGBTQ refugees from around the world will lead the march along 9th Avenue Southwest. Following the parade, join the festival at a new venue, Port Calgary. The festival starts at noon and will feature performances, marketplace vendors, food trucks, kid-friendly activities, a wellness area, beer gardens, and plenty of fun activations dispersed throughout Inglewood and the East Village. We can't wait to celebrate with you. Um, maybe something I'll add. I'll yes, add something you can add something. Of course, this is about yours. the reading with royalty. I get a lot of questions about that. Oh yes, tell us more. I'd love to let people know that it's age appropriate. Uh, the books that we read are about love, tolerance, and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I find that with a lot of those reading with royalty programs, when we're reading to the kids, the parents learn twice as much as the kids do. Um, the children, for whatever reason because we're innocent or we just don't think mean stuff. It doesn't even cross their mind, you know, some of the the things that parents might have to process with the books. So after story after the stories are read, a lot of times we have parents come up and say, "Wow, I didn't realize this or I didn't know that." Mm-hmm. And and a lot of it is coming to term with their own biases, mm-hmm. which I think is very important that people need to realize that they do have their own biases, mm-hmm. but to remember that these story times are exactly that. These reading with royalties are story times. Like mm-hmm. they're like they're educational um in, you know, life education, you know, not not pushing anything on anybody, just giving people uh, terminology and things to talk about and bridging conversations between mm-hmm. children and adults. So that's something I'd like to add about Reading with Royalty that I think is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Been with the program since the beginning, and if you haven't checked it out, mm-hmm. you should. You really should. I've definitely been to a couple of readings, yeah. um, and honestly, they're just... Those books are just, like, so great, and the energy that the performers bring, and the kids are just, like, completely enamored. Yeah. They love it, right? And kids, they are so open and accepting. It's just like, oh, hey, um, this lady has a beard. Okay. Exactly. That's it. That's fine. And right? you'll even see some of them will put on what we do dress up afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Now we can after the pandemic. We mm-hmm. 
had to wait a little bit, but now we're doing dress up again, and mm-hmm. and it's so nice to see you know little boys running around with tutus or mm-hmm. and feeling comfortable doing it right, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of space that we provide right. So yeah, it's just it's very pure important. joy, right? Yeah. And yeah. kiddos are just honestly a endless supply of pure joy. Absolutely, you give them the opportunity to just like express themselves without boundaries. They're yeah. they're gonna shock you, and you're gonna learn something from them, yeah. right? And with my education background, like, honestly, I learn more from the kids than anybody Absolutely. else. Me too. Right? They are just authentically themselves. Yes, yeah, exactly. And that's what we're all just trying to be is authentically ourselves. Yeah. So even though, you know, you're there and other monarchs are there providing that education and that language and stuff like that, I think the real teachers are the actual kids themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. and Absolutely. And it really breaks down barriers. It mm-hmm. really does. Um, I'd encourage more people to to bring their families. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be little kids, like like I say. It doesn't matter who comes. We get lots of people that come all ages. Honestly, my mother yeah. comes. Yeah, like bring bring your grandparents yeah. too. They love a story time, and yeah. then they can see all the little kiddos. And it's just it's just yeah. gonna, it's just a joyful thing. And with the weather being so nice and everything like that, like it'll be out. A lot of them are outdoors yeah. now. It's, it's almost like sure. a little picnic. It's really wholesome. I went to the one at the um, Central Memorial Park when the trees were just blooming, and it was yeah. like, wow, this is like honestly like a movie scene. Yeah. Like people should be taking wedding photos here. We did a stunning. couple at the zoo. Like, oh yeah, it's been. It's been amazing. It's, it's been- amazing how much a single story can like bring people together, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's stories that need to be told. Yeah, they for are. Sure. They absolutely are. Yeah. Ones that you don't find in like your classroom library that should be in your classroom no, library. Yeah. Some of the more progressive schools, I think, probably have a little bit of mm-hmm. a rainbow section, but... Yeah, but, I yeah. know that the uh, process of getting the books in there is like there's a whole criteria because exactly. you know schools... The education system, there's a criteria for everything yeah. that some person and of wrote. we're in Alberta, too, so... Yeah. But you know what? you got to start somewhere. You do. And it's growing. You and absolutely do. And the positivity in the community is just really empowering. And we're not going anywhere. Oh, no. Oh, no. You <laughs> could try, but, honey, nope. we're here to stay. Absolutely. We're here, we're queer, we're not going to disappear. Yeah, exactly. That's the motto, right? Exactly. It's, there's a reason it rhymes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going back to the 80s and going back in the closet because people no. are scared maybe go back just for the leather jackets though yeah. oh yeah well yeah no, the fashion like, was okay. and the music i mean <laughs> the music was good i yeah. liked the music so. i'm honestly like just waiting for them to bring back crop tops for men yeah like <laughs> like come on they come, have come so the many club, crop tops see lots. yes right right <laughs> but they, we need more crop tops for men yeah honestly everybody should be um dressing in a way that they feel empowered and beautiful yeah right and that could be a, a sequined rainbow jacket yeah. that you're rocking today could be a tutu could exactly be... body positivity too i think is, mm-hmm. is very important that's something that drag really helps with oh yeah, yeah. i see a lot of phenomenal um uh diverse bodies represented through fake mustache yes. yeah which too. is which is stunning like disabled bodies plus side bodies yep. uh just the whole range, yep. lots of different um, ethnicities as well. It's yep. a beautiful thing, right? And it should be something that's celebrated. I agree. All bodies are beautiful. Everybody has one. Here, here. And my motto is, if you can appreciate all shapes and sizes of dogs, you can appreciate all shapes and sizes of people. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. This little tiny little chihuahua, perfect. This giant like Burmese mountain dog, perfect. perfect yeah. Right? And so are people. Exactly. Right? It's, yeah. it's an empowering thing. If you haven't tried drag, I honestly... You got to do it. 10 out of 10, 10 for 10 would recommend. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, It's honestly um, empowering. So that is all the questions I have for you today, my friend. Um, Honestly, I could talk to you for hours and hours (laughs) on end um, and take up all of CGSW's time because you're such an inspiration to me Mm -hmm. as a drag performer. And I would just like really 
love to continue to build on my own craft and embody that positivity and that like passion for the community to just go out, express yourself and inspire others to express themselves, you know, and just just discover that diversity about themselves. That's what makes our community so beautiful is the diversity, right? I agree. Yeah. And just like flex so many more fake beards. Like, absolutely. love it. Glitter beards. I have them all. Oh, I love a glitter beard. Yeah. I like yeah. them all. I love so them. Good. So good. I really good. like yours too. I like oh, thank style. you. I was like, make it a lumberjack beard. Yeah, no, I love right? it. And I was like, here's a picture of my brother who has the best beard ever. I want that. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah. But the fun thing is, is that at the end of the day, when I don't want a beard, bye. You just take it off. Yeah. There you go. Baby face again. Exactly. exactly. The fluidity of it is amazing. <laughs> it is. So um, obviously, I want to thank you for coming in for Pridecast and just being so open and vulnerable about your art and just who you are and your experiences. It's really an inspiration. It makes my heart very happy. Um, and it definitely brings a huge, huge value to our Pridecast lineup, I guess you could say. And um, also to the 2S LGBTQ community as a whole, not just here in Calgary, but just anybody who gets to yeah. see the amazing Shane on you, right? And if you not, have not seen Shane. Shame on you. Yeah, exactly. Of course. That's your logo. That's your motto, right? Yep, yep. Um, so we would also like to acknowledge and um, say thank you to our sponsors um, who has who have come in and made Pridecast a possibility so that we can sit here and talk with wonderful folks like Shane. And of course, don't forget to visit calgarypride.ca to see um, what kind of fun events, Pride Week events, um, festival, parade, all that great stuff that's happening. Check out the Pride 2022 page and you can see a whole lineup of all the great things we have planned and also on our social medias. I'm super, super excited to be part of it. I'm super, super excited to have Shane be a part of it and everybody who's tuning into Pridecast, super stoked to have you. And thank you again, Shane, for coming in today. Thanks for having me. It's going to be a great Pride. Yay! This has been the broadcast only on CJSW. Thanks for listening. Welcome to CJSW 90.9 FM. My name is Chantal Chagnon. I am Cree, Ojibwe, and Métis from Muskeg Lake Cree Nation in Saskatchewan, which is in Treaty 6 territory. But I'd like to acknowledge the land upon which we stand, because if you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going. This is the home of the Treaty 7 people, the Nitsitapi, or Blackfoot, of Siksika, Gainai, and Pagani, the Beaver people of Tsutsina, and the Stony Nakoda of Morley, which includes Chiniki, Bears Paw, and Wesley First Nations. We also acknowledge Métis Region 3, for we are walking in their footsteps. You are tuned into a new episode of Writer's Block on CJSW. CJSW's Writer's Block broadcasts out of the University of Calgary campus radio station at CJSW 90.9 FM, located on Treaty 7 territory. Writer's Block airs at 8 p.m. on the third Wednesday of every month. If you ever miss our show live, 
you can check out our podcast at cjsw.com slash writers dash block. This episode of Writer's Block is brought to you by a student-driven collective. We'll be featuring inspiring interviews, poetry and fiction readings, and creative segments. Our September episode features interviews with Shelley Youngblood, Kai Chang Tom, and the UCalgary-based Espresso Poetry Collective. We also have a special fiction reading from UCalgary alumna Joanne Fung of her short story, Clutch. Let's get started. So begin by introducing yourself and telling us about your new children's book. Yeah, um, well, my name is Kai Cheng Tom, and I am an author and a consultant um, and performer based in Toronto, also known as Toronto. Um, and I write a lot of different kinds of books. I've written a young adult novel, a book of essays, a collection of poetry, um, and of course, a couple children's books. My latest children's book is called For Laika, The Dog Who Learned the Names of the Stars. And I'm really excited about this book for a number of reasons. Uh, the first is that it's about Laika. So uh, Laika is the first uh, mammal to orbit the earth. She was a dog, a real dog, who uh, flew up into the atmosphere in the Russian satellite called Sputnik 2 and uh, really made history uh, by circling the planet. But also, unfortunately, uh, because it was the first time and it was the space race, uh, Laika didn't survive. Ernie. And yeah, and when I learned about this story as a child, it stayed with me forever. I really uh, thought about Laika a lot. I remembered her because she did something that was so important. But also, um, you know, I, I really thought about like it was complicated. Like, why did why did humans decide to treat the animal like that? And so this book is about Laika. It tells the story from her perspective, and it is also um, about how do we as human beings want to treat animals? Um, 